This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Giroux gives it back to Sanderson and right back to the veteran. Broussard in front, they score! Jake Lucchini jumps on the loose change here at the near side. And Ottawa retakes the lead, it's 2-1. to one. Jacob Lucchini, his first career goal on the power play. 11.45 of the second period. That was your game winner, and it's the play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. As we welcome you back here to the postgame, Brian Colesio with you. Over 18,000 tonight in Ottawa saw the Senators snap the Sabres' six-game win streak as Ottawa defeats Buffalo by a score of three to one we'll get Paul Hamilton coming up here in just one moment but uh, the Sabres do so far split the first two of this three-game road trip they'll be at Washington against Alex Ovechkin and the Caps on Tuesday night that's a seven o'clock puck drop also here we'll update you on the standings we'll get you more highlights and uh, more stats here along the way but let's get Paul in here now for his thoughts on the third and uh Paul I you know, robbed at the end of the game there kind of said that he thought the Sabres' legs got a little better as the game went on, but did attribute to maybe a, a big emotional win yesterday as to why maybe they didn't come out with what we call kind of full Sabre pizzazz in this game. Yeah, I know how it's hard to say when they had 34 shots on goal. It just seemed like at times they weren't in sync. Yeah. You know, and, and um, it, it was a lot of two. When you looked at Forsberg's saves, he made some good ones. But were was he screened all that often? You know, did I think he saw him almost anything that came his way. Uh, I don't think they took his eyes away from him all that much. And I don't remember them getting too many rebound attempts, you know, in that game either, which is what they usually do. That's kind of a recipe for success and why they score so many goals. But it just was, um, you know, as the game went on, I thought they were somewhat better and got, you know, more opportunities but I just didn't see that sustained forecheck going on where, you know, they got into the zone and wore down the D and, and get some opportunities in front and that type of thing. And, um, again, I didn't see many rebounds where they could jump on rebounds and maybe score off some rebounds or anything like that. Uh, so, and, they, you know, and back-to-back, Don Granado elected to, to, you know, really play his defense hard, three guys. I mean, Darlene went 29-29, Power went 25-15, Samuelson went 23-41, and Labushkin only played two shifts in the third period in 7:45 overall. Now, I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if that will be asked after the game. Um, but, you know, he didn't get a lot of playing time. 
Bryson only got 12-10, and Clegg played 17-22. So Clegg played, you know, more than the other two did. So, um, he, you know, on a back-to-back, I know Darlene can do it, and I knew Samuelson can do it, but I don't know, rolling him out there 29-29 in a back-to-back, I, I don't know if that's that's the best thing to do. And also knowing you have another game coming up here in, you know, just two days, I know he's probably not thinking about Washington while he's coaching this game, but – yeah, but I they mean, just this is three and four. I mean, you right. have the home game, then you have the practice, and then you have back to back. So you have three and four, and it's another really three and four because you play Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. So between Thursday and Tuesday, you're playing at home on th- on Thursday and on the road on Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. So you're putting in four games there in in six days. So again, that. I know maybe you're thinking those guys are a little more offensive thinking and you need a goal. And, uh, you know, I'm not – you know, I don't think Darlene was awful or anything. He he was on the ice for two of the three Senator goals. But uh, that, that's going to happen when you're out there for 29-29 also. And he had some good offensive opportunities. He went end-to-end, split the defense, and had a good opportunity. I believe it was the first period that where that happened. And, uh, you know, had a couple of other ones, too. But I don't know. I just, as I, as I think, as I said, they did have 34 shots. But I just think they looked somewhat out of sync at times. Yeah. The, the third period, though, I mean, I mean, that, that's why I'm hesitant to maybe go, you know, really hard with, you know, they didn't bring it tonight. I mean, Tage Thompson hits the crossbar, Paul, with mm-hmm. eight minutes to go. If that goes in, I mean, we're maybe watching overtime or talking about them winning again in overtime. Darlene walked in with a nice chance there with about five to play. Olofsson had a good look in there from Middlestat set up with two minutes to go. So some of those goals have just been going in for them. And, you know, maybe tonight is just one of those nights where you say, well, you know, yes, we weren't at our best, but maybe we also could have, you know, one, you're, you're one ricochet away from having this game still maybe play out the exact same way as you did yesterday with you coming back with a late goal in the third and then possibly winning it in overtime. And even Skinner has been red hot, 17 points in his 10-game point string, which got broken this evening. Uh, but he had a chance coming in, and lately he's been shooting on those chances and, and taking the shot, and it seemed like he went to the backhand, and Power was coming in backside, and I think he was looking for Power over there I think, and, and try to, you know, backhand pass, and it, it, it didn't make it over there. Power was somewhat covered as he came in from the blue line, but I think he was – you know, I think it would have been a much better idea for him to take it, especially as hot as he's been, mm-hmm. uh, than, than trying to, you know, find power back door and not getting it through to him. Sabres lose in Ottawa 3-1, to one, snapping their six-game losing skid. They'll try to get back going in the win column on Tuesday night in Washington. Let's get to our final stats now, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. As Paul mentioned, 34 shots for the Sabres, 10 in the third. Ottawa had 33 uh, Paul, here's a stat that maybe we can talk about a little more. The power play, 0 for 4, including a 5-on-3 for a minute 40. I know part of it carried over through the first into the second that sometimes makes it a little disjointed, but um, maybe that's the spot right there where they've been so good and we expect them to come through. A minute 40, 5-on-3, I, I bet you if you ask Tage and, and Rasmus Dahlin and, and that crew that – play on that they probably would say they have to score there they do and and it wasn't even close I mean it 
Ottawa almost got a breakaway out of it. If Anderson didn't come out of his net, they would have had a breakaway, uh, killing a five-on-three. I don't think Buffalo had a scoring chance. I really don't in that. And they, they weren't moving the puck very well. Ottawa cleared it a couple of times. I don't think they made it very difficult on the five-on-three at all on uh, Ottawa. And, you know, on the power play itself, and you really can't complain about them on the power play. I mean, they, for most games, they're, they're lights out uh, on the power play. But uh, they were 0 for 3 in Boston. And, uh, you know, and it, I, I wouldn't say they were awful at it at Boston, but now they're 0 for 3 in this game. So in their last two games, you know, they're 0 for 6 on the power play. They went 1 for 5 against Detroit and then 0 for 1 against Vegas. So in the last four games, they've only had one power play goal. But still, I'm not going to jump them on the power play. For the most part, their power play has been very good this year. And uh, But on the 5-on-3, that's about as poor a puck movement I've seen on the 5-on-3 in a long time. In goal tonight, Anton Forsberg-Paul gets the win. 33 saves. And first star honors uh, were the, uh, do you think that performance was out of him to get the first star? Is, was he was he a monster reason why the Sabres lost tonight? He made his saves when he had to, but again, I don't think the Sabres made it as difficult on him as they could have. You know, I, I don't didn't see guys around the net jumping on rebounds. I didn't see guys taking his vision away. I mean, this is a guy that came in with a 3.23 goals against and a 9.06 save percentage, so it's not like he's been having a great season by any means. Uh, but he is an NHL goaltender, and, you know, if, if you give an NHL goaltender his sight and don't take it away from him and don't have guys around the net to jump onto the rebounds, I'm trying to think back. I don't have it in my notes. I don't see a rebound opportunity that was like, oh, wow, what a save on that rebound. Right. I, I, don't, I, I don't have rebound in my notes at all. It just didn't seem like they were around the net to gather up those rebounds uh, despite getting 34 shots. And, again, I, it it's not, wasn't an awful game. I've seen them play a lot worse than that. And, you know, recently, you know, they've been lights out. We all know that. I mean, uh, you, you know, they, with, with six wins in a row, some of them they didn't play very good third periods, but they had a 3 nothing lead in both of them. And we're able to, you know, get out of there with uh, with victories, uh, you, you know, in there. And then they were 11-3-2, and two, uh, you know, in their last um, 16 games, you know. So, uh, you know, it's not going to – you're not going to be able to have it every night, you know. And I just don't think it was quite the Buffalo Sabres tonight. There were times they had some opportunities – and with a little bit of luck, maybe they could have scored and tied the game instead of Tage Thompson hitting the crossbar or, or Peyton Krebs right in front of the net, and Forsberg made a good save on that one. Then he had a two-on-one, and he missed the net. So, you know, there were opportunities there that, you know, if one goes in, now you've got a tie game. But, um, you know, it just it, it wasn't their best effort. That's all. And I don't mean effort. It wasn't their best game. It wasn't because of effort or anything like that. I, I'm not trying to insinuate that. Uh, it just – they were just a little bit off. I just didn't think they were at sinking sometimes, and uh, they weren't able to push more than one goal in. Paul, let's finish with uh, looking ahead of what's next here. The three-game road trip now one and one. They have Washington on Tuesday. The Capitals right now are the third team in the Metro with 47 points. Uh, at some point, you know, if, if the Sabres are going to chase a team down, who knows, maybe Washington would be one of these teams uh, that it could happen. They've got four games in hand on them. 
Uh, the Caps this year, again, headlining by the fact that Ovechkin continues to play great. He's well over 800 goals now. Um, what's uh, What are your initial thoughts here as we go to that game on Tuesday night? Well, you wish you would have caught the Washington Capitals earlier in the season when they, they were one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. They figured it out. <laughs> they, they, they've, they've turned it around, and uh, now, now you're going to face a different team. This is the first game against the Capitals, so you know they're going to need their best effort. You know, the, the type of effort they had in Boston or they had in Colorado or they had in Vegas You know, when they, when they were winning these games. And I'm looking back as you were talking, um, if you take Pittsburgh out of the equation where they lost in overtime and then lost in regulation, the last time the Sabres had uh, lost a game was on December 1st against Colorado. You know, uh, they, uh, you know, other than Pittsburgh, you take the Pittsburgh Penguins out of the equation for two games, their last loss after that was a month ago against Colorado. Oh. And their last loss was against Pittsburgh on December 10th. So it's been a while. You know, they've been playing good hockey, whether it's on the road, mostly on the road. Most of the game, most games were on the road. But they did beat Los Angeles at home. They bit, did beat Detroit at home. So two of those games were at home. And, uh, you know, they know how to play on the road. They're good playing on the road. They had won uh, six of seven, I believe, on the road. I, I always forget my own stats. Uh, six of seven. There were ten and six coming into the game on the road. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty darn good road record. Even now, 10-7, and seven, that's still a pretty darn good road record. So they know how to play on the road. So they get a, a practice day tomorrow or a day of rest tomorrow. I don't know how Don Granado is going to play it. And uh, then it's the Capitals on Tuesday. Paul, thanks for all your work tonight. Appreciate it. We will chat on Tuesday night with the Sabres in Washington. Sounds good. Take care. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton with us here on the Sabres postgame show. 3-1 Ottawa, the six-game win streak comes to an end and uh washington is next on tuesday night at seven o'clock still to come here we'll get you some more stats update you on the standings and uh get you some highlights as well from this one as the sabers have their losing or their winning streak snap tonight in ottawa to start 2023 for all of our local affiliates at this time we're going to say good night to you if you want to keep listening to the post game go to wgr550.com or you can listen in on the odyssey app for all of you on our flagship on WGR, more postgame coming up. Final score from Ottawa, Senators 3, Sabres 1. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Pop free. Zoom pinching down. Centered right in front. Oh, what a pad save by the right leg of Anderson on that chance. Well, Craig Anderson did everything he could to keep Buffalo in it. Just surrendering two goals against the whole night on 33 Ottawa shots. That one, our save of the night, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 3-1 Ottawa, the final. Buffalo at Washington coming up on Tuesday night. Don Granato just uh, meeting with the media, had said that he thought maybe the team had a little fatigue factor. Uh, just said just a little, you know, not sharp in this game. And, you know, we mentioned it too, the the bounces, just hitting posts a couple of times, hitting a crossbar. Like, those have been going in for him. Tonight he just didn't. You know, I, I don't think it's anything to be alarmed about. As Paul said, not because of a lack of effort, just maybe a little fatigue. 
coming off a really an emotional win. I know it's tough, too, to wrap your hand around it if you're saying, like, well, how do they beat the best team in the NHL, and then how do they go to Ottawa and do that? Well, I mean, just, first of all, they're human beings. It's three games and four nights. It's back-to-back, as Rob said, off, to, off, off of an emotional win. And sometimes, because it's hockey, there's puck luck involved in that shot that Thompson has scored on all year just hit the crossbar and glanced out instead of maybe hitting a quarter inch lower where it grazes it and goes in. And maybe we're talking about another win here on the postgame. So I don't think there's anything to be alarmed about here. Um, you know, looking forward to seeing Buffalo give it uh, what they've you know been doing all season in terms of the energy and the effort in uh, Washington on Tuesday. Don Granado's thoughts brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services. Specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Let's get our first response from the fans now, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster than any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Okay, a couple of thoughts you can always send in on Twitter at BrianWGR. Uh, Rob writes in, said the middle stat line was silent again and also too much weight put on the top 3D. We talked about that. Yeah, Granado definitely pushed the envelope playing Darlene and Samuelson and Power a lot in this game. Uh, Lakeshore Lounge writing in and saying, an obnoxious game. Feet were not moving. Passes were off. Never settled the puck down. Some of that, I think, is fair to say. They just, it, it was it sometimes maybe not as sharp as you'd like it to be. I'll quote what Don Granado just said. Not as sharp uh, as they needed to be in this game here tonight. Let's get your three stars now, all from the Senators. Lucini, who had his first ever NHL goal, that was the game winner. He was star three. Stutzel, who had two goals, including the empty netter, star number two. And Anton Forsberg in net. He made 33 saves. Star number one, we'll go ahead and call Anton Forsberg our electric player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Speaking of goaltenders, we'd expect it'll be back to UPL on Tuesday in Washington. Uh, Buffalo does not have back-to-back games, actually, for quite a while. Not until Martin Luther King Day on January 16th and then that following Tuesday on the 17th in Chicago. So, you know, if you're wondering about, you know, when officially does he have to put the anderson and split going in, by then we may see Eric Comrie. I mean, that's two full weeks from now. So what will the status of the goaltenders be? For now, you've got a game Tuesday, and then the Sabres don't play again until Saturday. So if Lukanen plays well Tuesday, you can probably throw him out there again on Saturday. The length of Comrie's conditioning assignment in Rochester is still very much unknown. And then Buffalo's home for three in a row here in Minnesota on Saturday. Then it's spaced out to go to uh, home for Seattle on Tuesday and then Winnipeg on Thursday. So be very curious to see what Kevin Adams does with the goaltenders. I know he's been asked about keeping three on the roster. Would he consider it? I think as long as Lukanen's playing well, it would be a real shame to see him uh, get sent back down. He's been Buffalo's best goalie here over the course of this really good stretch in which the Sabres had won six games in a row coming in. But Comrie right now on a conditioning assignment in Rochester. Uh, for those of you that maybe want to see him play, not saying I know exactly uh, confirming who's starting in these games, but Rochester is home Wednesday and Friday at Blue Cross Arena this week. Uh, likely you'd see Comrie at least in one or possibly both of those. The only other injury to talk about is Henry Yoki Haru. He's still on injured reserve with a lower body injury. The injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking 
Western New Yorkers. The attendance tonight, good crowd in Ottawa, Canadian Tire Center, 18,231. With the loss, the Sabres dropped to 18, 15, and 2. They remain with 38 points, uh, a point behind Detroit now at 39, and now an even number of games with the Red Wings. Both have played 35 games. The wild card teams, the Rangers did win today, so now they're the top wild card with 46. You've got the Penguins holding down the second wild card spot with 44. The Islanders tied for that final wild card spot also with 44. Then the uh, already mentioned Wings at 39 and Buffalo with 38. And then, you know, Ottawa, they beat Buffalo in regulation. That's a nice win for them. They now have 37, just a point behind the Sabres. So next up for the Sabres, Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals. That'll be Tuesday night at 7. We'll have the pregame show at 6 right here on our flagship station on WGR. And with that, we're going to say goodnight to you. Hope you enjoyed the first day of 2023. Want to thank our crew tonight, TJ Luckman, our network producer, Paul Hamilton, our reporter, Pat Malacaro on our social media, and also Game Story. Check it out, WGR550.com. Tom Manny is our engineer. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. The final from Ottawa, the Senators 3 and the Sabres 1. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Sabres and Caps from Washington, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 